Section 48 of The Sunny Side. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Sunny Side by A. A. Milne. The Legend of High Yu. In the days of good King Carraway, dead now, poor fellow, but he had a pleasant time while he lasted, there lived a certain swineherd commonly called Hai Yu. It was the duty of Hai Yu to bring up one hundred and forty-one pigs for his master, and this he did with as much enthusiasm as the work permitted. But there were times when his profession failed him. In the blue days of summer, princes and princesses, lords and ladies, chamberlains and enchanters would ride past him and leave him vaguely dissatisfied with his company, so that he would remove the straw from his mouth and gaze after them, wondering what would be like to have as little regard for a swineherd as they. But when they were out of sight, he would replace the straw in his mouth and fall with great diligence to the counting of his herd and such other duties as are required of the expert pig-tender, assuring himself that, if a man could not be lively with one hundred and forty-one companions, he must indeed be a poor-spirited sort of fellow. Now there was one little black pig for whom High Yu had a special tenderness. Just so he often used to think would he have felt towards a brother if this had been granted to him. It was not the color of the little pig nor the curliness of his tail, endearing though this was, nor even the melting expression in his eyes which warmed the swineherd's heart, but the feeling that intellectually this pig was as solitary among the hundred and forty others as High Yu himself. Frederick, for this was the name which he had given to it, shared their food, their sleeping apartments, much indeed as did High Yu but he lived, or so it seemed to the other, an inner life of his own. In short, Frederick was a soulful pig. There could be only one reason for this. Frederick was a prince in disguise. Some enchanter, it was a common enough happening in those days, annoyed by Frederick's father, or his uncle, or even by Frederick himself, had turned him into a small black pig, until such time as the feeling between them had passed away. There was a Prince Frederick of Milvania who had disappeared suddenly. Probably this was he. His complexion was darker now, his tail more curly, but the royal bearing was unmistakable. It was natural then that, having little in common with his other hundred and forty charges, Hayu should find himself drawn into ever closer companionship with Frederick. They would talk together in the intervals of acorn hunting. Frederick's share of the conversation limited to humphs, unintelligible at first, but as the days went on, seeming more and more charged with an inner meaning to high you, until at last he could interpret every variation of grunt with which his small black friend responded. And, indeed, it was a pretty sight to see them sitting together on the top of a hill, the world at their feet, discussing at one time the political situation of Milvania, at another the latest ballad of the countryside, or even in their more hopeful moments, planning what they should do when Frederick at last was restored to public life. Now it chanced 
that one morning when frederick and hi yu were arguing together in a friendly manner over the new uniforms of the town guard to the colors of which frederick took exception king carraway himself passed that way and being in good humor stood for a moment listening to them well well he said at last well 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 in great surprise hi yu looked up and then seeing that it was the king jumped to his feet and bowed several times pardon your majesty he stammered i did not see your majesty i was i, I was talking to a pig laughed the king to his royal highness prince frederick of milvania said hi yu proudly i beg your pardon said the king could i trouble you to say that again his royal highness prince frederick of milvania yes that was what it sounded like last time frederick murmured hi yu in his friend's ear this is his majesty king carraway he lets me call him frederick he added to the king you don't mean to tell me said his majesty pointing to the pig that this is prince frederick it is indeed sire such distressing incidents must often have occurred within your majesty's recollection they have yes dear me dear me Humph, remarked frederick feeling it was time he said something his royal highness says that he is very proud to meet so distinguished a monarch as your majesty did he say that asked the king surprised undoubtedly your majesty very good of him i'm sure Humph, said frederick again he adds explained Hayu, that your majesty's great valor is only excelled by the distinction of your majesty's appearance dear me said the king i thought he was merely repeating himself it seems to me very clever of you to understand so exactly what he is saying Humph, said frederick feeling that it was about acorn time again his royal highness is kind enough to say that we are very old friends yes of course that must make a difference one soon picks it up no doubt but we must not be inhospitable to so distinguished a visitor certainly he must stay with us at the palace and you had better come along too my man for it may well be that without your aid some of his royal highness's conversation would escape us prince frederick of milvania dear me dear me this will be news for her royal highness and so leaving the rest of the herd to look after itself as it was quite capable of doing frederick and hi yu went to the palace now her royal highness princess amaril was of an age to be married many princes had sought her hand but in vain for she was as proud as she was beautiful indeed her beauty was so great that those who looked upon it were blinded as if they had gazed upon the sun at noonday or so the court poet said and he would not be likely to exaggerate wherefore hiu was filled with a great apprehension as he walked to the palace and frederick to whom the matter had been explained was it may be presumed equally stirred within although outwardly impassive and as they went hiu murmured to his companion that it was quite all right for that in any event they could not eat them the which assurance frederick no doubt was peculiarly glad to receive ah said the king as they were shown into the royal library that's right he turned to the princess my dear prepare for a surprise yes father said amaral dutifully 
this said his majesty dramatically throwing out a hand is a prince in disguise which one father said amaral the small black one of course said the king crossly the other is merely his attendant hi you what's your name the swineherd hastened to explain that his majesty with his majesty's unfailing memory for names had graciously mentioned it you don't say anything said the king to his daughter princess amaral sighed he is very handsome father she said looking at hiu yes said the king regarding frederick who was combing himself thoughtfully behind the left ear with considerable doubt but the real beauty of prince frederick's character does not lie upon the surface or anyhow uh, not at the moment no father sighed amaral and she looked at hiu again now the swineherd who with instinctive good breeding had taken the straw from his mouth on entering the palace was a well set up young fellow such as might please even a princess for a little while there was silence in the royal library until frederick realized that it was his turn to speak humph said frederick there said the king in great good humor now my dear let me tell you what that means that means that his royal highness is delighted to meet so beautiful and distinguished a princess he turned to hiu isn't that right my man perfectly correct your majesty you see my dear said the king complacently one soon picks it up now in a few days humph said frederick again what did that one mean father asked amaral that means er uh, that meant well it's a little hard to put it colloquially but roughly it means he made a gesture with his hand that we have uh, been having a very charming weather lately he frowned vigorously at the swineherd exactly your majesty said hi you charming weather for the time of year for the time of year of course said the king hastily one naturally assumes that well my dear he went on to his daughter i'm sure you'll be glad to know that prince frederick has consented to stay with us for a little you will give orders that suitable apartments are to be prepared yes father what are suitable apartments the king pulled out his beard and regarded frederick doubtfully perhaps it would be better the princess went on looking at hiu if this gentleman of course my dear of course naturally his royal highness would wish to retain his suite humph said frederick meaning i imagine that things were looking up of all the princes who from time to time had visited the court none endeared himself so rapidly to the people as did frederick of milvania his complete lack of vanity his thoughtfulness the intense reserve which so obviously indicated a strong character his power of listening placidly to even the most tedious of local dignitaries all these were virtues of which previous royal visitors had given no sign moreover on set occasions prince frederick could make a very pretty speech true this was read for him owing to a slight affection of the throat from which as the chancellor pointed out his royal highness was temporarily suffering but it would be couched in the most perfect taste and seasoned at suitable functions such for instance as the opening of the first public baths with a pleasantly restrained humor nor was there any doubt that the words were indeed the prince's own as dictated to hiu and by him put on paper for the chancellor but hiu himself never left the palace my dear said the king to his daughter one day have you ever thought of marriage 
often father said admiral i understand from the chancellor that the people are expecting an announcement on the subject shortly we haven't got anything to announce have we it's a pity that you were so hasty with your other suitors said the king thoughtfully there is hardly a prince left who is in any way eligible except prince frederick said admiral gently the king looked at her suspiciously and then looked away again pulling at his beard of course went on admiral i don't know what your loving subjects would say about it my loving subjects said the king grimly have been properly brought up they believe they have my authority for believing that they are suffering from a disability of the eyesight laid upon them by a wicked enchanter under which they see princes as as er, pigs that if you remember was this fellow hyu's suggestion and a very sensible one but do you want frederick as a son-in-law well that's the question in his present shape he is perhaps not quite not quite well how shall i put it not quite suggested admiral exactly at the same time i think there could be no harm in the announcement of a betrothal the marriage of course would not be announced until until the enchanter had removed his spell from the eyes of the people quite so you have no objection to that my dear i am his majesty's subject said admiral dutifully that's a good girl he patted the top of her head and dismissed her and so the betrothal of his royal highness frederick of milvania to the princess emerald was announced to the great joy of the people and in the depths of the palace hyu the swineherd was hard at work compounding a potion which he assured the king would restore frederick to his own princely form and sometimes the princess emerald would help him at his work a month went by and then hyu came to the king with news he had compounded the magic potion a few drops sprinkled discriminately on frederick would restore him to his earlier shape and the wedding could then be announced well my man said his majesty genially this is indeed pleasant hearing we will sprinkle frederick to-morrow really i am very much in your debt remind me after the ceremony to speak to the lord treasurer about the matter say no more begged hyu all i ask is to be allowed to depart in peace let me have a few hours alone with his royal highness in the form in which i have known him so long and then when he is himself again let me go for it is not meet that i should remain here as a perpetual reminder to his royal highness of what he would fain forget well that's very handsome of you very handsome indeed i see your point yes it is better that you should go but before you go there is just one thing the people are under the impression that uh, an enchanter has uh, well you remember what you yourself suggested i have thought of that said hyu who seemed to have thought of everything and i venture to propose that your majesty should announce that a great alchemist has been compounding a potion to relieve their blindness a few drops of this will be introduced into the water of the public baths and all those bathing therein will be healed a striking notion said the king indeed it was just about to occur to me i will proclaim to-morrow a public holiday and give orders that it be celebrated in the baths then in the evening when they're all clean i should say cured we will present their prince to them and so it happened even as hyu had said and in the evening the prince 
a model now of manly beauty was presented to them and they acclaimed him with cheers and all noticed how lovingly the princess regarded him and how he smiled upon her but the king gazed upon the prince as one fascinated seven times he cleared his throat and seven times he failed to speak and the eighth time he said your face is strangely familiar to me perchance we met in milvania said the prince pleasantly now the king had never been in milvania wherefore he still gazed at the prince and at length he said what has happened to that high you fellow you will never hear of him again said the prince pleasantly oh said the king and after that they feasted and some say that they feasted upon roast pig but i say not and some say that hiu had planned it all from the beginning but i say not and some say that it was the princess emerald who planned it from the day when first she saw hiu and with them i agree for indeed i am very sure that when hiu was a swineherd upon the hills he believed truly that the little black pig with a curly tail was a prince and though events in the end were too much for him i like to think that hiu remained loyal to his friend and that in his plush-lined sty in a quiet corner of the palace grounds frederick passed a gentle old age cheered from time to time by the visits of amaral's children end of the legend of hiu